This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. COVID cases in Taiwan are continuing to climb and the government is urging people to get vaccinated to curb any more outbreaks. The city of Taichung is going a step further, offering cash incentives. Bing Wang has a story. The senior citizens in Taizong, central Taiwan, are waiting to receive a COVID shot. After 83 cases were reported over the weekend, the highest in nine months, they're being extra vigilant to avoid contracting the disease. Only 77% of people aged 75 and older have received at least one shot. That's the lowest among all eligible age groups. So Taizong's local government is offering extra incentives. Aside from getting 500 Taiwan dollars or 17 US dollars from the city, those vaccinated will receive a similar amount from the central government. With people in Taiwan expected to travel for the tomb-sweeping holiday on the 5th of April, the government hopes to increase vaccination rates to curb any large outbreaks. Ricky and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. For more on Taiwan's COVID-19 strategies and what policies the country will implement moving forward, Bing Wang spoke to Dr. Chen Shoushi from National Taiwan University. He began by asking what Taiwan should do to halt the spread of the latest outbreak. I think, you know, because the Omicron always produced the mild and uh, the uh, not very severe case, given if you have, uh, you know, the vaccinations. So I would suggest, uh, even we have a small outbreak during, you know, uh, during uh, this week, or the outbreak we have already uh, had before. But we can see if you have the uh, very good booster plant to reach the population immunity by at least 70%, then I think we can still contain the spread of the COVID-19s. Taiwan's fruit dispute with China remains locked in stalemate and with little sign of a resolution. Local farmers are starting to feel the pinch. Farmers are suffering from a ban on Taiwanese custard and wax apples imposed by China in September 2021. Prices for the fruits have dropped drastically. It follows a Chinese ban on Taiwanese pineapples introduced in February last year. Taiwan suspects the sanctions are politically motivated. In a World Trade Organization committee meeting last week, Taiwan once again asked China to provide evidence to back their claims that fruit shipments contained pests. Officials have invited their Chinese counterparts to visit Taiwan's farms for inspection. One year after a train crash that killed 49 people, Taiwan's rail operator will unveil a memorial to the victims of the disaster. The front two carriages of the train wreckage will stand in a depot in northern Taiwan. Relatives of the victims suggested the idea as a solemn reminder of the tragedy. The 408 Taroko Express derailed in eastern Taiwan on April 2, 2021, after it crashed into a maintenance truck which fell onto the tracks. Criminal proceedings against the truck driver and his assistant are still underway.
President Tsai Ing-wen has met with Damon Wilson, the president of the U.S.-based National Endowment for Democracy. The endowment will help organize the World Movement for Democracy's Global Assembly, which will be held in Taipei in October this year. In their meeting at the presidential office, Tsai expressed the hope that Taiwan can contribute more in the future to the endowment's international cooperation efforts. Wilson praised Taiwan's vibrant democracy as an example to the world, and also Taiwan's solidarity with other democracies, including Lithuania and Ukraine. A train nicknamed the Red Zebra is being retired after 35 years of service in Taiwan. Railway buffs gathered Monday to witness its final journey. John Van Trieste reports. A final send-off. Railway enthusiasts lined the tracks to bid farewell to the EMU-1200, an electric multiple-unit locomotive after 36 years of service. The last train to use the Red Zebra departed from Fangdiao Station in southern Taiwan on Monday afternoon, with train spotters coming from across the country to see it in action one last time. Passengers on this last journey were issued commemorative tickets and offered a stamped validation to prove they'd been aboard. The Red Zebra's replacement is already waiting in the wings. The new trains are part of an overhaul of the Taiwan Railways Administration's rolling stock. But unlike some other old models, which may be repurposed for tourism branch lines, the EMU-1200 is definitively chugging into the past. Chris Ma and John Van Trieste for Taiwan Plus. In this year's Academy Awards, the Oscar for Best International Feature Film went to Drive My Car, the first Japanese film since departures in 2009 to win the award. Directed by Lu Sekiu Hamaguchi, Drive My Car follows the theme of carrying on after a loss, portraying a widowed theatre actor grappling with his past. The film, which features Taiwanese actress Sonia Yuan, also scored nominations for Best Picture, Best Director and Best Adapted Script. The Prime Minister of the Solomon Islands says he is insulted by the backlash against his country's security negotiations with China. Manasseh Sogavare says the Pacific Islands nation would not pick sides despite the pending pact, which could lead to China establishing a military base in the Solomons. Australia and New Zealand, traditional security partners for the region, have both expressed grave concerns regarding the deal. The Solomon Islands was a diplomatic ally of Taiwan until 2019, when Sir government severed ties with Taipei in favor of Beijing. Discontent over this move is thought to have contributed to the violent unrest in the capital on Aurora last year. To learn more about the situation in the Solomon Islands, our reporter Ryan Hill-Kilpatrick spoke to Sinclair Dinan, Professor of Pacific Affairs at the Australian National University. He began by asking what the security deal indicates about China's involvement in the Pacific Islands. I think it, it probably says something about uh, China's aspirations um, in relation to its, uh, its relationship with Solomon Islands. 
I think that's uh, probably the source of considerable anxiety amongst uh, countries in the immediate uh, neighbourhood, not least Australia and New Zealand, who both have you know very close relationships with Solomon Islands, including close relationships around policing and, and security. But I think also in terms of the, the broader region and other member states of the Pacific Islands Forum, there are concerns about you know, where this agreement might go. The U.S. and the Philippines began their largest joint military exercises on Monday, with thousands of soldiers taking part in the annual drill. Jaime Ocon has the details. It's the largest war games between Philippine and U.S. forces. 9,000 soldiers will take part in the two-week exercise, focusing on maritime security and amphibious operations. The so-called Palikatan or shoulder-to-shoulder exercises will take place in the Philippine Sea, in waters close to the eastern coast of Taiwan. This exercise shall certainly strengthen the interoperability of both our our armed forces for mutual defense, humanitarian assistance, and disaster response, and decisively contribute to the peace and stability of the Indo-Pacific region. The exercises were in jeopardy of being cancelled after Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte threatened to axe a legal framework in 2020, which provided the basis for the U.S. and the Philippines to hold joint operations. But the decision was walked back due to a rise in tensions in the South China Sea after Chinese boats were found docked in the Philippines' exclusive economic zone. Officials say that the exercises are a sign of strong ties between the Philippines and the U.S. This combined joint exercise is an opportunity for the United States and the Philippines to reaffirm our commitment to even more robust ties and to a relationship that remains highly relevant as the world faces new and continuing challenges. The exercises come as U.S. intelligence revealed last week that China, which claims a vast majority of the South China Sea, fully militarized three islands, despite disputing claims from other countries in the region. The U.S. and its allies are determined to strengthen their military cooperation in the hopes of managing a rising China. As Zhou and Jaime Okan for Taiwan Plus. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.